Welcome to the Business of Design podcast. I'm Cheryl Horn, Director of Operations for Business of Design. A lot has changed at Business of Design since this episode originally aired. For the latest information and rates on events and membership at Business of Design, head to businessofdesign.com. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Business of Design, episode 164, and we have a repeat guest, Lindsay Chelberg. Lindsay's been on the show before. She's someone I know to be super organized and has really devoted herself to systems and procedures. I knew she would have sage advice for everybody in terms of how to navigate the changing times we find ourselves in right now. Lindsay also, like me and like so many of you, refers to herself as a people pleaser. And at a time like this, that can be such a huge disadvantage. We've got to rely on the healthy boundaries that protect our resources and resources being mainly time and money. Those resources are not in self-isolation. Those resources continue to float by us every single day, and we do want to do everything possible to protect them. Lindsay's going to talk about juggling work and juggling family and blocking out time in your calendar to create some structure. You probably know that that's going to be a healthy choice for you right now, but I'm having some trouble doing it. My focus is distracted. I'm having to go back and remind myself, I always have two choices, discipline and regret. What is my choice going to be today? Am I going to be disciplined and do those things that are actually important today? Or am I going to regret that I wasted today and it's gone and tomorrow feels more chaotic as a result? We're also going to touch on expenses, how to look at those expenses and how to categorize those expenses so you can make important decisions for yourself and your business right now. In addition to being the mother of five, Lindsay has an interior design business that is 15 years young. She already committed to making 2020 the best year yet for her business, and she's going to work hard to implement those systems and procedures she hasn't implemented yet. She found Business of Design in 2019, and her business has been, in her words, dramatically improved. She is confident going into the future. She has what it takes to not only survive what's coming, but to come out the other side and prosper and thrive. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at at LHK Interiors or on Instagram at hashtag LHK Interiors. Before you get to hear from Lindsay, let's hear from Cheryl Horn. There's actually quite a few things that I want to cover this morning. A few key dates and answer some questions that I've been getting a lot of. To start, we're well underway with boot camp. We've done our first two weeks. And yes, the recordings are available on the website. I'm getting a lot of inquiries, people panicking before the, the live session saying, I you know, I, I can't attend, I've got kids home, whatever it is, but um, will the recordings be available after? So the answer is yes, we are recording boot camp. One thing we discovered after the first week is that with almost 300 members on the call, we can't do Q&A live. So we are going back, we're collecting your questions, and we are doing a Q&A video afterwards and adding them to that week's recording. So for week one, we covered steps one and two, as well as pricing. 
So the recording of the webinar is live on the site as well as questions that address working right now and step one, all of the email templates that we've been talking about as part of our webinar series, your initial outreach to clients as well as the email you can send clients in regards to billable hours during this difficult time. All of that is available to you on the website at any time, and we've made it easier for you to find. So when you head to businessofdesign.com, you're going to click on BOD alerts. Under there, you're going to see updates, which includes all of the relevant podcasts, webinars, everything that we are putting out to the community right now. And below that, you're going to see recording. So in the recording section, all of the webinars, both free and members-only webinars will be in that section. So it's a little bit easier to find on the website. We had some questions about that. Also, some key dates for your calendar. Again, Business of Design Bootcamp is running every Thursday. We've got three weeks left. Also coming up, our next members-only group coaching session is on April 22nd. So any of the questions that people have been submitting that are not directly related to one of our bootcamp webinars, we've been collecting and we will answer those on April 22nd. And a date for everyone's calendar. We did do a free webinar to our whole community in March. And on that webinar, we covered phase one of Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. Now we're gearing up when boot camp ends to launch the rest of that program. Full details on the program are on the website under events or under the BOD alerts for Business of Design's five-phase recovery program. On April 29th, we're doing our next free webinar. Anyone in the Business of Design community is welcome to join. Registration is open and we're going to be walking through what those five phases are. When you check out the five-phase recovery post on the website, you're going to see that boot camp is a big part of phase two, which is why we did phase one in March, and the remainder of the program doesn't get started for our monthly and annual members until May 6th. Registration for that one is not open yet. A lot of information. Email me, Cheryl, at businessofdesign.com if you have any questions. All of this information is also available at businessofdesign.com. Stay well, everyone. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, participate in monthly coaching calls, and find unlimited support within our exclusive members-only Facebook group. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $79. Annual members save two months. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Lindsay, it's great talking to you again. How are you? I am doing doing as well as I can be. Um, I think, like everyone, just kind of feel like the rug was swept out from under me. So, um, doing well, safe, healthy. So that's that's wonderful. But um, yeah, trying to just connect with everyone right now in these these times. Tell me how many children you have in their ages again. So I have five children and the youngest is two, the oldest is 12. 
you are definitely not isolating alone. No, no, we, we feel like we almost cap the how many people can be together, um, which, which is wonderful. And, and I, you know, it's funny, though, I still, I think that's why I'm a working mom, because I still love to drop the kids off at school and go to work and see clients and see my staff and, and go to, I am part of the Rotary Club, go to a meeting and, and, you know, just be around people. I love that stranger in the grocery store that I talk to that my husband thinks I'm nuts. And <laughs> so I definitely need people. And, and I think I've pushed that kind of on my kids too, because they are in all kinds of activities. And I love sitting and watching dance with the other moms and dads or horseback riding lessons or 4-H, you know, it's just, so I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that is just kind of grieving this forced stay at home. There are definitely aspects I'm enjoying, but I, I miss people. I, I mm-hmm. definitely do. I think it's fair to talk about that. Um, so much of what we end up talking about on the podcast and in coaching is looking forward and what is the inevitable outcome that we will be again one day healthy and well. Um, and, and I don't mean to skip over that important step, which is right now there's some sadness, there's some grief, there's anticipatory grief. I read a really interesting article from Harvard Business Review about anticipatory grief. You know, we have a fear about what's to come and that's settling in our body in a way that feels like grief already, even though it hasn't happened. So I think it's fair to acknowledge right. that uh, you're feeling that. I'm feeling that. I think we all are. Right. Right. Well, and in, in, in the past, as we've sort of slowly seen these recessions coming, it was, there, you know, as you talk about the lagging indicators or as being a, a lagging indicator, um, you slowly saw new calls not come in. You slowly saw, um, you know, the fear of the, the investments from clients being well, okay, let's not do that for the $50,000 dining. Let's scale it back to a 10000 And mm-hmm. it, it just more was this slow seeing that the, the design world was changing. Right. Um, and for me, and, you know, the last recession gave me time to adapt my company, whereas this one was you know, on, on our, all of our calendars, everyone probably had full, fully booked or for the most part, fully booked calendars for the following week and everything was canceled. It's a bit like, it's a bit like, well, the analogy that I I think of is taking the bandaid off quickly or taking the bandaid off slowly. And this was definitely a rip the bandaid off situation for most people. Right. The upside of that, I think, is that we're not going to make some of the mistakes we might have made if we tend toward optimism. Uh, the mistakes that I made in 2008, I kept thinking like, oh, if I can just get through this month, I don't have to let anyone go. If I can just get through this season now, I don't have to let anyone go. And that delay did more damage, I think, than... Right facing the tough decisions and making the hard calls early. So in in that respect, perhaps we're going to be better off because we realize that we are never going back to what was. We're going forward to something different. And 
you know, every reason to hope what's different is going to be better, you know, not necessarily for everybody. I don't want to minimize some of the immediate pain that is we're all feeling. So anyway, our focus today is going to be on constructive steps we can do during this unfolding crisis to keep us sane and to keep us moving one foot in front of the other and not to allow ourselves to get lost in morbid reflection. Right. Well, and I, I did read, it was kind of a cute public service announcement and it said, we are in this together to stay well and that means mentally well too. And I thought that that is it, mentally well. It says reach out to you know your social connections virtually, and we are we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And there's so much hope. And I I reflect back on had this happened to my personal company a year and a half, two years ago, I would be sitting at a much different place because I hadn't found business of design yet. I hadn't implemented the steps. Um, and so right now I am a working mom. I am a stay at home mom. I am now a homeschooling teacher. I'm the preschool teacher. I, you know, so just definitely having to use those procedures, uh, not only as a teacher now, but in my business, uh, has just been wonderful. Well, I wanted to speak to you because I know you are frequently full of really practical, actionable advice. And I assume that having five children might, for many of us, be an excuse to just let it all go and let go of every bit of structure in an effort to just survive. Uh, But that probably is a mistake, just like it would be a mistake to let go of every bit of structure in your business. So, Lindsay, what are some of the things you're going to focus on right now? Well, so one one of the biggest things, uh, the first thing I did was looked at my overhead expenses, and we are told to have six months. Everyone hears the six months of personal expenses in a rainy day fund, um, and my biggest goal for the year was to try to accumulate that six months of rainy day fund for my company. Um, I sort of felt, why don't I have that? And with the business expense, I put them all in a red, yellow, green category, cat, sorry, category. And, and I went through why if personally for me, why am I keeping an office? I don't meet my clients there ever. It is an expensive, it's an, an expensive storage unit. Um, and so I made that very quick decision. I've always wanted to have a really nice van that had my logo on it that had all of my staging supplies and all of my accessories in it. I want to drive up to have this virtual show or sorry, not virtual, have this mobile mobile showroom. Yeah, mobile. Right, right. I I want when it's a photo shoot, if the client's keeping the accessories and the staging, um, I just wanted to be able to drive up style and drive away. For me, that was an easy cut. I don't need the office. All of my staff works remotely for the most part anyway. Mm-hmm. That I thought, okay, that's that's one for me. You've you talked know, about looking it's at our interesting. I wanna 
I want to touch on expenses a little bit because for a lot of us, the idea of an office, a separate office where we went to work and we had staff meet us there, it's a, an exercise in vanity in some respects, right? You sort of see yourself running this big empire and this big company. And so I had to get really clear about what part of having that office was just vanity and what part of having that office served my company served, my team served my life, right? So just to make those really clear distinctions, you don't have to make any changes, but having an honest assessment of the situation, I think can be super helpful. What did you do with the yellow light expenses? Because I'm going to guess that those are the most difficult expenses to make a decision about. And can you give us an example of what some of the yellow light expenses were? Well, personally, some of the yellow light were the items that correlated with, well, one of them was the items that correlated with having the office. So, okay, my internet expense was less than 100 a month. When you look at that, you go, oh, that's not a big deal. And then $40 a month for our utilities and, and we just have a little little showroom office in Modesto. So anyways, when those yellow expenses, they were related to my red expense, the office. And when I added those up, they almost totaled the amount I was paying for the office. So they were a bunch of these little yellow ones that I went, okay, if I cut out this red one, those follow. Um, another one was I have... QuickBooks, and then a um, one of the interior design programs. I'm, I'm trying to think what to what it's called. The, um, a software program that helps you with client production flow kind of stuff. Yes, yes. And for a long time, we have not been utilizing all the features that this software offers. Why do I have QuickBooks and this software? When I'm doing 90% of the software work on QuickBooks. And, well, the reason was I liked how the invoices looked on this software better than the QuickBooks ones. Well, that's not reason to keep it right now for 80 bucks a month. What's really amazing about this conversation is how much you can find out if you're willing to stop assuming everything you have is working, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, if you never looked at your overhead, one of my exercises many years ago was figuring out my overhead. I didn't want to do it because in my mind, these were things I had to have. So it's like going to the grocery store and knowing what apples cost. I'm going to buy the apples. So why should I try to fill my head with how much apples are normally? I don't care. I'm going to buy the apples. But like you, when I added up the expenses, it was sort of jaw dropping. Like I had no idea all these little programs and assists accounted for, you know, $2,000 a month. Before we moved out of Modesto, we live just kind of in the outskirts of Modesto, um, but it's about a half hour from my office. Well, I don't add up my gas. I have to get to my office. I have to get to clients' houses. Um, Right now, for three weeks being stuck at home, (laughs) I am shocked at my 
lack of gas bill. And that was a yellow expense also. I wouldn't be driving to my office all the time. And it's an hour commute. Um, I, I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't have the office. Um, there are different programs like Sococo is one that we use, use for our virtual office. And we use that even when we have an office. So I, I just, I look at that and go, time to make the cut. I, I absolutely was one of those. I loved our, our little cute showroom window. And is that why I had an office? I could get a storage unit at, I don't know, a fifth of the price. So anyways, that's, that's one item for me. So it's taking those blinders off and just looking at things. Some people are just afraid to look. And I always think you don't have to make any changes. Just have the courage to look. And then if you feel inspired after that to make those changes, it will be really empowering. What other types of um, expenses did you find? What, for example, would be a green light expense? Uh, Daycare. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, um, I about a year ago, had five employees. Um, through the year, we had cut back to four. And I was just figuring out, were they good or were they great employees like you talk about? And right now, I just have one that is my my great employee working really hard. And she is absolutely one of my green expenses. She's able to compile stuff and her kids are older. So she's she's not going through this work from home and trying to homeschool with a two and a four-year-old running around. So she's able to do a lot of the legwork and then send me, um, send it to me to be finalized. And and maybe she sends 10 light fixtures and I cross it down to my top with one optional. So she, she is one of those big green lights. And in the last year and a half, as I've been going through business of design, I've been training her also because I realized very quickly she she was a a really good employee that became a great employee once she saw the benefits of, I mean, the first time I mentioned overhead to her, she didn't know what that was. I do think that having procedures in place allows a good employee to be a great employee, provided they want that, provided they're willing to work with the structure. And uh, I love that you were able to bump her up from good to great. And determining your overhead is a crucial part of running a mature business. And how do you calculate a six-month nest egg? So when the unexpected happens, as it's just done, you don't have to be thrown We'll be talking about both of those things in Business of Design five-phase recovery program. I should say, we're not just going to talk about them, by the way. We're going to have formulas so you can use them to do your own calculations and make sure you know exactly where you need to be right now. Right, right. And and one thing, too, I forgot to say is on my calendar, and this is a must for me, I am scheduling because I'm the first week I was forgetting what, what day was Monday, Tuesday. I mean, right. I had no idea. It I, I kind of allowed myself that first week of don't get out of your pajamas. Don't know what day it is. Right. Snuggle and watch TV with the kids. <laughs> that, was, that was my first week. And then second week I, I got a little more in order and I have to schedule when I'm going to do chores 
if I don't put when I'm going to do those household chores on my calendar. Oh yeah, that is so true. And I'm finding that I am having to be very disciplined about not looking at my phone with incoming texts or incoming requests to FaceTime. What seemed like the wild west of Christmas holidays, you know, where you kind of lose track. Is it Monday? Is it Thursday? I can't tell. Initially has now become, (laughs) wait a minute, I can't have this chaos in my, in my personal space indefinitely. That's just not going to work for me. I'm somebody who just does better with structure. So I'm finding now that I'm really at the point where I actually am turning my cell phone off. And it's so funny. I have, uh, friends who say like, let's get together and have a drink. And I'm having to say like, we're booked tonight. Um, (laughs) Tomorrow night works or I can do it next Thursday because we found ourselves going from one like Zoom FaceTime meeting to the next and we were just exhausted. (laughs) So um, there is something to providing structure that is sane because we really don't know how long this is going to go on. Right. And I don't want to squander this opportunity. Right, right. We like to end every episode with design intervention. What comes to mind during this unusual time? So, so my my biggest intervention right now is, and and I keep reminding myself, never to compare the success of your life at home or in business to others' social media. I mean, right now that is just so so very important. It's always important, but right now to remember that. Um, because (laughs) on social media, on my feed, it looks like everyone is this amazing homeschool parent that should have been doing this their whole lives. And, um, and, and you just don't know at what point it falls apart. Um, (laughs) no, Nikki mentioned this too, uh, two podcasts ago, she said, that to compare is the thief of joy. So Mm -hmm. just be aware that what you're looking at, it is a very polished version of reality. And I've had to actually limit my social media time significantly. I just, I'm not sure I'm ready to approach the world as things are unfolding. Um, it's been a real struggle for me. I haven't done very much online at all. So I'll, I'll figure that out in the next few weeks. In fact, Cheryl has uh, assigned a few videos for me to do for the community. And I'm like, really? I don't know. <laughs> Cheryl's the boss. I'm going to do what she says. <laughs> It'll probably make me feel better. So many people are so supportive right now. I think that's where um, that's where it's wonderful. When everyone keeps saying, we're in this together and like you let me know if you need groceries or, or whatever it is. So I try to look for that, look for that and, and just feel the support instead of the, um, yeah, I definitely try not to compare. (laughs) Such good advice for sure. Lindsay, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And please stay in touch and let us know how you're doing. I will. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for being a part of the Business of Design community. If you love what you hear on the podcast, take the next step by signing up at businessofdesign.com. As our thank you, you'll gain access to Business of Design's 15-step project management strategy, a free introductory course which includes three Business of Design systems you can implement for immediate results. 
And when you're ready for success, a Business of Design membership, monthly or annual, will dramatically improve your business and your life. What are you waiting for? Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today 